take you to a place that'll make you pop a chub. So let me take you to the Pen 15 Club. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pen 15 Club. I'm your host, Old City Matt. With me is Tim Wolf. Hey, it's Tim Wolf. His name is Tim Wolf. He just woke up, too. Yeah, like I've only been awake for the 114 seconds. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he, woke, he woke up just to record this podcast with me. Yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep for five more years until the next podcast. Or I'm going to go to sleep till the next podcast after this is over. That's why we call him Tim Van Winkle. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's why I tried to convince the other day. I don't know how else to preface this. I, the other day, just for kicks, I tried to convince my girlfriend that black people give birth in litters. And she wouldn't she wouldn't buy it. She would not buy it, which means she is not as retarded as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that sounds like a lie that a that a woman would believe, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds mean, like something. Not- it's not like you said the sky is like like green or something. Yeah, something that's easily disprovable, but common sense would still dictate is false. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then what if she got impregnated by a black guy to prove your point? Then I guess she's finding out the hard way and I'm kicking her ass to the curb. <laughs> yeah, right. You'll take care of it. Yeah, take yeah, you're right. I would take her to fucking Planned Parenthood and take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn right, I take care of it. <laughs> you'd uh, you'd be the stepdad. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> she could be a single parent. They ain't my kids. Fuck out of here. And then everybody would be like, "Your son looks just like you," and you'd have to be like, "No, he's not mine." Yeah, that would. That's how that would go. <laughs> a fucking yo, the stroller would be like five feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> to accommodate to accommodate her litter of pups. Yeah. Maybe do no no lie. You know what? I maybe I would raise the runt of the litter. That might be kind of cool having a black midget running around my house doing things for me. <laughs> that might be yeah. that might be fun. <laughs> they deem it like inappropriate socially, so they just send you a bunch of like white kids. And you're like, well, it's not as fun now, even though shit's still getting done. Like I Yeah kind of just wish that i had a different race of people serving me so this would be fun for me but right that's the only way that's the only way that it's like ironically funny is if it's also racist yeah do you think that's what happened when they like got rid of slavery that they told all the plantation owners like if you want to hire people like white people <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah well no, the, no what they did was they didn't say hire they were like if you want you can have white slaves and they were just like Nah, that's not as fun. And so then, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, we'll send you some white slaves, and they're like, nah, that's, that's you know, we appreciate you trying to help out, but that's not really something. <laughs> yeah, that well, we're yeah, into. yeah, like, nah, we're not really. Nah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> like, we'll just pick the cotton ourselves if that's the fucking case. And yeah, they're well, like, are you sure? Did they only have slaves on plantations, or was it? Could you just like have a house in the south? I don't know. They were, you know, they were poor. You know, what happens? What happens when you fight a war? Like a lot of times the poor people fight the war. So it was kind of like, you know, they, they kind of got the shit end of the stick if they didn't have a huge economic reason for defending slavery. You know what I mean? Yeah. But let's be honest. We don't want rich people in wars, you know? 
Oh no, that's I mean I totally <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like I mean, we need Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Because rich people wouldn't win wars. I mean, unless they like uh you know, like bombed something with a missile that they bought. But you don't want like <laughs> rich people on the ground fighting wars no. because I feel like they don't they wouldn't know how to fight. You have you need like people that kind of yeah, you either, around the edges to you win the rumble wars. tumble dudes, yeah. You need that rumble yeah. tumble like the knuckleheads to just kind of to just kind of be doing that, right? Yeah, you need people that look like Steve Buscemi or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was fucked up, but like I totally get it. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, I 100% I understand where you just came from when you said, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, you- I get it, yeah. <laughs> Because you think like Chris Evans is Captain America, but you would you don't you don't really you wouldn't really want Chris Evans to be the real Captain America because yeah. you just know that you know he's kind of like a bitch and he doesn't really like want to get his hair messed up. <laughs> you need Steve Buscemi. You need you need the Steve Buscemi's and the fucking uh and the fucking um Gary Busey's of the world. Yeah, you want Gary Busey to be Captain America. Yeah, the fir- the fucking Ernest Borg nines of uh, that's that one's a throwback, but that kind of guy is who you want. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I get no respect as he fucking puts a bullet in a guy's head. <laughs> yeah. Rodney Dangerfield fighting a war would be. <laughs> could you could you imagine like him if they had put him in like a war movie? <laughs> like how fucking incredible that would have been. Oh yeah, can you imagine him as Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now? <laughs> yeah. The horror. The horror. Yeah, the other <laughs> the other day. <laughs> he's just adjusting his tie. <laughs> the American government tried to keep me from uh, starting my own colony over here in Vietnam. The other day I tried to take up arms against the American government and they shot at me. I tell you, I get no respect. <laughs> oh shit. They should replace um Marlon Brando with Rodney Dangerfield in every movie that Marlon Brando did. Yo, uh fucking well, I mean obviously the Godfather, that would have been <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Either he's gonna sign that paper or I'm gonna keep telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> or they said, Hey, Sonny got killed, and he's like, I'll tell you, I get no respect. No respect at all. And they're like yeah. Well, that's how you respond to your son being fucking gunned down. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine him yelling Stella? Yeah. Stella. Stella. Hey, Stella. Hey, Stella. Hey, Stella. It's not even like a scream. It's just like a stutter. Yeah. So, the like- other, so the other day, she told me that she always relied on the kindness of strangers. I said, hey, get a real job on the waterfront. I tell you, I could have been a contender. That's perfect. (laughs) I tell you, Charlie, it was you. I could have been a contender. I could have gotten a little respect over here. (laughs) Instead, (laughs) instead, I took the dive and you made all the money on me. Instead of being a bum, which I am, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield is in every Marlon Brando movie taking Marlon Brando's role. Then that means Marlon Brando has to be in Caddyshack. Hey, you know, the uh, the cemetery is two blocks that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I come dangerously close to morphing into like Jerry Lewis when I try to do Marlon Brando. Yeah. OK, here's Marlon Brando and Caddyshack. Oh, is this your wife, huh? 
Wait, that's not it. bad. That's not bad. Can't do it. You're doing like old Brando, but that's that's yeah. okay. Hey, everybody, we're all getting laid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else. <laughs> hey, baby, you must have been something before electricity. I can't really like do a good Brando, but it's like a mixture of the old Brando and the new Brando when I try it. Dude, I just really love I just really love putting Rodney Dangerfield in the fucking taxi scene and on the waterfront. You don't understand. I could have had class <laughs> instead of having to bring Sam Kennison on my show every week. Hey, you, you see the stick of butter over there? Stick it in my ass. <laughs> oh, shit. I never oh, watched Last Tango. Apparently. Dude, I've never I've never seen it either. I just know that there's a scene in it where he tells the chick to stick a stick of butter up his ass. That's the old, that is literally, dude, I'm not kidding. That is like literally the only thing I know about that movie. I've never seen it. That's what it's famous for. It's famous for. Oh, wait, yeah. He rapes that girl with a stick of butter, right? No, I think he tells her to fucking stick it in his ass. Oh, does she do it? I, I think that's that'd be weird. that'd be a pretty big fucking cock tease if she didn't stick that butter in my ass, baby. Maybe it was the last tango in Paris because he asked and she wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he just leaves. He leaves her. <laughs> she said, "You're disgusting." I'm not doing. I can't. Do, I tell you, I got no respect. You can't even do me this little favor. I ask you. To, I I work my fingers to the fucking bone around there. You can't even stick a little fucking dairy product in my butthole. Hey, he said, how about some margarine? Just some margarine. That's yeah, all I margarine. need. <laughs> just a little bit of margarine over here. I can't believe it's not up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that better be the low calorie stuff, baby. <laughs> the other day, I told my girl to stick butter up my ass. I better say, you better make sure it's low fat. I want my ass to turn out like yours. Is, you imagine the high maintenance of wanting only low fat butter up your ass? Like, come on. Yeah. Your, your guests would be like, you're going to get what I fucking have in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> you, would, you would be the guy that like ruins every orgy. Like you stop getting invited to them. Fucking Rodney always bitches and moans about not us not having low fat butter. Byob, bring your own butter, <laughs> and he's got to bring his own fucking stick of whatever butter that he wants. Yeah, up his ass. Bring your own butter. <laughs> <laughs> Last tango in Caddyshack. Oh, oh man! <laughs> if you man. ask someone, if you, if you ask someone if you can stick butter up their ass, and they say no, that means like the date's over. But like, right, you can't really come <laughs> back from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the. It might not be over before you ask that question, but if you ask that question and the answer is no, it's definitely over. If you ask that question and the answer is yes, you're gonna have a a, a, a fling or more with this person. <laughs> yeah. Something will blossom out of this. It might not be a real relationship, but it'll be something. <laughs> definitely be something. Yeah, uh, uh, there's yeah. there's probably a whole bunch of people that weren't like feeling the date, you know, with the person. And then all of a sudden, one of them is like, can you stick butter up my ass? And they're like, yeah. oh, thank God. I thought for a minute that this wasn't going to be like a good connection. Yeah, for a while there, I thought he didn't like me. <laughs> yeah, I thought we didn't have anything in yeah. common. And then you said butter up my ass. And uh, all of a sudden, it seems like a reasonable experience to be on a date with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh, dude, I just thought last time in Paris, what if it was Rodney Dangerfield and Sam Kennison and he asked Sam Kennison to stick it up his ass? Yo, hey, Sammy, 
do me a favor. Take that stick of butter, stick it up my ass. Well, I can take the stick of butter and shove it up your ass. <laughs> I'm going to shove it up your ass, Rodney. Finally, a little respect. I do a pretty good Kittison yell, but my mom's sleeping, so yeah, I can't don't, do yeah, don't, my... don't wake don't wake your uh <laughs> we don't we don't need special guest Tim's mom again. <laughs> can't do my Kinnison because I'm in my parents' house like a loser. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tim does not live with his parents, but he always <laughs> not always, but he seems to always record on the Zoom call at his parents' house. Uh, I got lost. Like in, here's what happened. I did a show in Meadville, PA. And uh, like my friend drove there, my one comedy comedy friend, and uh, and then he like, um, well, we got there, and I was like, I could get a drink because I'm not driving, and so I got a drink, and then uh, I went I went up and did like 15 minutes, and then after my set, I was like, I could have another drink because I'm not driving, <laughs> and then I had another drink, and then after the show, they're like, you want to smoke a bowl with all the oh comics? My God. And I was like. Yeah, I'm not driving. I could smoke a bowl. <laughs> and then so I, so I smoked a bowl. And then I uh, I got, I got, we drove back. It was like an hour and a half drive back. And then he was like, do you want to do a dab? Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, I'll do a dab. So I did it. I was like, I'm not driving. And then, uh, and then he pulled into like the Walmart parking lot where I had parked. And I was like, fuck, I'm driving now. And then, uh, <laughs> and, then I, and then I, so I got in oh, the car Christ. and I, I was like, I'll navigate back. I was in Beachwood. I live in Lakewood. And uh, so I was like, I'll navigate back. And then as soon as I pulled my phone out and pressed maps, it died. And I didn't have a charger in my car. So I literally like had no idea how to get back to like my house. And I was really high. <clears throat> yeah. Couldn't and, ask uh, anyone for help because you were high. <laughs> you couldn't. Well, yeah. And I was in Dallas and like downtown like down downtown cleveland i was driving around i ran out of gas and i stopped at this like really shady gas station to like oh, get gas because i was so lost and i was high so i was already kind of paranoid and there was some like black dude out standing outside the gas station and he was just like you got any money and he like pointed to, like, <laughs> his ear. He, he like pointed to his ear and i was like oh no i was like this is definitely a trap i gotta I, I gotta get I gotta get closer so you could slip my throat or whatever, and uh, I'm like I'm not falling for that. So I got in my car and I still had like a iced tea that I bought on the roof of the car, and when I pulled out the tea just like fell off the hood of my car. Oh my god! Probably shattered because I was just like this guy is definitely trying to kill me. Either that or he's like deaf and needs money, but I'm not gonna <laughs> take it. I'm not gonna take any chances. So I just started driving and uh, I eventually found my way back, obviously, but it took like. I was lost for an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 45 minutes before I oh knew God. where I was. And I was probably only 20 minutes from my fucking place the whole time. So that's why you never <clears> do dabs when you are on low battery or whatever, I guess, is but the moral that I got from the story. But it was kind of fucking scary, honestly. Yeah, I believe that. You forgot that you drove part of the way. Well, no, I mean, I would have been fine. I think I would have been fine if my if I didn't realize my phone was on low battery. I just needed to be navigated to my place. Like, I was cognizant enough to realize i had to pull out my phone and navigate but not cognizant enough to like know to charge it like before like beforehand 100 mm -hmm. but whatever i didn't die that's the important thing or yeah, that's right? the sad thing the sad the sad the unfortunate thing is that Tim is still, <laughs> the unfortunate thing is i made it i made Unfor it yeah. unfortunately yeah this story has an unhappy ending <laughs> <laughs> Does I have a happy story? Did you die in the end? Like this. 
basically yeah, a kid that really wants me a to kid, die. A kid listening to you tell a story. Does the yeah. story have a happy ending? No. <laughs> I, it's the I youngest fan of the Pen15 podcast who's like five years old listening to this. No, he's lying, ladies and gentlemen. I, ho- I hope. <laughs> Who do you think the youngest uh, person that listens to this podcast is? Like, what age? We have, I mean, according to Anchor, there have been, like, at least a couple teenagers that have found the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, which, which is fine. I mean, you could totally think this. You could totally get into this if you were a teenager. If I was, like, 16, I'd think this was funny. Yeah, if I was 16, I'd listen to this shit. Yeah, like, don't, you know, don't tell your parents that I said that. But, like, yeah, if you're, like, fucking, if you're 14 and up, you know, I got no issues with you listening to this. I mean, if you're, like, nine, yeah, that you probably shouldn't be listening to this. But Yeah, but what if uh, what if some kid kills his parents and he says he did it because the Pen15 podcast told him to? Oh, that would be the greatest thing in the fucking world because... <laughs> Because that's easily disprovable. I, I've never, never, I, I won't say I've never jokingly told a kid to kill his parents on this podcast. I'm not going to listen to the entire podcast again to see if there's a part where I did that. But the important thing is I wasn't being serious. So yeah. if I said it ironically, like, listen, all I know is they didn't arrest the fucking Beatles because of Charles Manson. So they're not going to arrest me because of this. You're not going to pin this on me. Yeah, that would actually be the greatest thing ever because then a shit ton of people would fucking listen to this podcast. So kids, kill your parents. Murder your parents so I can get listeners. Sorry, go ahead. If I was the one that snapped, you would get like even more. Dude, um, that would be fucking wild. No, but Tim, but Tim, you can't do it because on the last episode, you openly spoke unironically about not turning in a serial killer. There might be an issue with that. Because they're going to be like, well, he told you on his podcast that he's he doesn't care if he, somebody kills people. <laughs> like that would be like, oh shit. You think, it w- you think that would be damning for you? I mean, it would still get a shitload of listens, but I'd probably be like questioned by police. Yeah, but you could pass up a polygraph if they're like, did you have any idea that Tim was an well, actual I, murdering I mean, I person? I, I wouldn't take a polygraph because those things are like they fail a third of the time. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, they, they're not admissible in fucking court anymore because so many people can fucking... It's all based on how nervous you are, which is a terrible fucking way of telling if someone's telling the truth or not because if, you, if you're if you a nervous person by nature, you they could think you're lying when you're not. Or if you're like fucking calm, cool, and collected, they could think you're telling the truth when you're not. What if you took somebody, say, like an O.J. Simpson, who never really admitted that he killed his wife, but you set up like a Maury Povich type scenario where he they're like some girl says that she slept with you and you're like the father of her baby. Can we hook you up to a lie detector? And that he thinks it's going to be all questions about the baby. But then in the middle, they slip in like, did you kill your wife? (laughs) (laughs) You think that's how we get we get him? (laughs) He's like, did you? Did you sleep with a 16-year-old girl and get her pregnant? No. Did you murder your wife and her lover back in 19? He's like, no, come on, guys. This is about like yeah. the fucking the pregnancy, not about my murders. And, yeah. then he's, and he's like, damn, I just admitted it was my murders. And then they send people in to get them. Actually, you know he could admit that, and he wouldn't even get arrested because that would be double jeopardy at this point, right? right? Exactly, yeah. You know what would be so fucked up? The fact that like O.J. Simpson murdered 
his fucking ex-wife and her husband. And he probably gets like still gets like way more pussy than most men. Oh yeah, well fucking Manson <laughs> like, was getting Manson was getting marriage proposals in prison, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing the thing with Manson is like I get it with Manson because like all you have to do if you can fucking sing and play guitar, you can get a woman to do anything you want. Like let's be real. Yeah. If you if you can do those two things, especially in the fucking 60s, oh my god, it fucking fucking you get like an endless supply of cooch. Yeah, that's all he had to do and like he got he started an entire cult just from that. <laughs> that and the drugs. Like it was that he was like I, there's three things I can do. I can sing, I can play guitar, and I can give you drugs. <laughs> and they were like, "Hi, Charlie." <laughs> <laughs> could you can you imagine if Charlie's Angels was the Manson family? <laughs> In every episode, they have to murder someone else. <laughs> the pilot episode is they got to kill Sharon Tate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good morning, Charlie. <laughs> Good morning, Angels. He's, he's just fucking batshit insane the whole time, and they're just talking to him completely normally and logically. Yeah. Good morning, Angels. It's me, Charlie. Hey, hey, man. On this week's episode, we're gonna kill the the fucking Folgers chick and her friends. On this week's episode, we're gonna try and kill President Ford. It's like a bunch of he always has a bunch of reasons like, yeah, what was his reason with, with the Beach Boys? It's like they didn't like his demo or whatever. Yeah, something like that. They you know they like changed the lyrics or some shit. So, it's, yeah. And then it's like with maybe he had like a jingle in his head or something for a product. And then he heard it on the radio. and got pissed. That'd be funny if he just yeah, heard yeah. like jingles for products. And he was like, no, wait a minute. I had the fucking Ovaltine slogan or some shit. <laughs> Dude, he uh. The theme song of the show would be that fucking song that he wrote for the Beach Boys. That'd be a good. I mean, your theme your theme song for this podcast is already good, but that would be a good, a good like little Easter egg for people. Like, hey, this is the song that Charles Manson wrote for the Beach Boys, and it's our theme song. Dude, I, that song might not have any fucking royalties. Maybe I could use it. Maybe. Maybe. And then it, it, it might not have copyright. I might. I don't think the Beach Boys are making any money off of it. No. Yeah. You could send a quarter to Sharon Tate's like fucking estate every time there's a podcast. <laughs> Listen, Sharon Tate's family should send me money. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not giving. Be... I'm not giving you a reason. I'm just saying they should. <laughs> Everyone should send me money. That should have been the quote on your like yearbook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sharon Tate's family should send me money. <laughs> yeah, my teachers were like, Matt, why did you put that in the yearbook? And I was like, cuz they, they should. They just yeah, should. Why shouldn't they? That's fucking like, funny. I could, I could go a lot harder on Sharon Tate than I am. And they're like, all right, we'll we'll send you some money. Yeah. What if they're listening to this and they're like her family and they're like, This is fine. We are not offended at all. <laughs> if he made a public declaration like this is we endorse the pen 15 podcast <laughs> the <Charity. public. laughs> but it's just like a bunch of plants they're talking to because they're all insane or whatever yeah. <laughs> no no yeah. and then like you no know, no you know it'd be really fucking wild if i if i talk all that shit on sharon tate and roman polanski endorsed the podcast <laughs> roman polanski would be like in between my bouts of Underage illegal sex in Europe. 
I enjoy listening to the Pen Fifteen podcast. Yeah, when when Roman Polanski and Jack Nicholson had that like underage girl in the hot tub, this this was the podcast they were listening to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could you imagine like? That has to happen so many times in Hollywood where like two dudes will be at like a party with an underage girl, but one of them will like leave early. And then like seconds after he's gone, the girl gets raped by the other guy. <laughs> the person's probably like, God damn, that was a close call. <laughs> like the guy that left early. I know. Like, like holy, it could- holy shit. That could have been so bad for me. <laughs> like if I'd been like an, like an unwitting accomplice to that. Yeah, can you imagine a universe where that Jack Nicholson did that instead of Roman Polanski? So now Jack Nicholson can only do movies in like France and shit. You would have none of like Nicholson's iconic roles just because that girl in the hot tub chose him instead of Polanski. Yeah. Right. I, I like how I'm putting it on her. Like, like she, yeah, it's like it's her fault. She was like fucking thirty. As long as she went shit. after the other person instead of predatoring yeah. on the other one. Yeah, well, I mean, Roman Polanski was a fucking great director. I'm not going to take that from him. Like, he, his career was definitely like. Oh, no. Yeah. Roman Polanski's awesome. You know, I've never seen Chinatown, but. Oh, dude, Chinatown's fucking great. Chinatown's great. The Pianist is great. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I can't look at Adrian Brody for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> dude, wait. Yeah. But he was a fucking. Bro, have you ever seen Summer of Sam? Summer of Sam is one of my favorite movies, and he's really good in it. I don't I think he's a good actor, but I mean, I just like I just like, you know, I I don't trust him as a as a person (laughs) that he would he wouldn't like spit on me if I asked him for an autograph. And for some reason, I hold that against him. (laughs) That is dude. you have so many weird, arbitrary like thoughts about people. (laughs) The weirdest, the weirdest fucking I don't like his fucking face. (laughs) I'm not going to ever. Well, that's why I don't watch my own shit. Like if someone video records my set, I don't watch it. So it's like I'm I'm it's not like I'm like, oh, okay, I can watch all my shit, but not other people's. But I'm just like, I don't like me either. So I, if I don't like me, I think I'm not I'm allowed to not like Adrian Brody. He knows it's too skinny, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he is Jewish he, and he looks very Jewish. Dude, he's one of those Jews that looks like a Jew. Like there's Jews that don't look like they're Jewish. Like Scarlett Johansson doesn't look Jewish. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't even know she was Jewish. I had no idea she was Jewish. But then there's people like Adrian Brody that look like fucking way Jewish. Like, yeah, he looks like Fiddler on the Roof Jewish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like fucking beak. Like he's got a fucking beak for a nose. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's a blast. The whole thing's hosted by Old City Man. There's regular guest. Yeah, it's the best. It's based out of Philly, it's America's breast. Yeah, it's the Pan 15 podcast. Hosted by Old City Man, Man, Man. Pan 15. Pan 15.